This is exactly right. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. It's me, Roz Dresfeles, reporting from home. I hope that everyone is still staying safe. I hope um, that you guys are healthy. And um, special shout out to everyone that is out there working and making the world a better place right now. There are a lot of heroes out there working, and uh, I so appreciate them. And um, and thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate that too. I had an interview with Jonathan Bennett, who maybe most famously was the heartthrob Aaron Samuels in Mean Girls. The probably I always consider that movie the most quoted film of my generation. It's definitely like the teen comedy of my generation and uh, weirdly like 15 years 16 years ago that movie came out um but still as popular as ever and we had jonathan bennett on the show and he was actually he had kind of a busy schedule and he was able to squeeze in a chat with me and so we talked about his appearance on the tv show the haunting of with kim russo and um it was it was a pretty quick conversation. It was probably only about twenty minutes or so. So I think I was gonna. I, I was thinking I was gonna use today uh, to kind of catch up on some new stories and some stories that people have sent me of their own personal experiences and do a little bit of a longer intro before we get into that interview with Jonathan Bennett. So. I have taken some time, and I apologize if I haven't, you know, gotten back to people um, on, on certain messages and things. Uh, as always, the best way to get a hold of me, if you have a ghost story, is to send to uh, ghostedbyroz at gmail.com. And if you want to do 
a listener episode, put listener episode in the subject line because I do want to do one of those soon. So keep them coming. And um, another place you could do it is the Facebook group or in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Now, speaking of the Facebook group, I was just looking in there and we have had a couple of like in real time ghost experiences happening, it seems. Um, I was reading this one from Sarah posted in the group. She goes, this just happened. I was laying in bed looking at my phone. It's pitch dark in my apartment and I live alone. I just noticed a figure in my door frame. Right when I saw it, I screamed and it went away. I'm not sure if it's just my eyes, but this has never happened before. And I stare at my phone in the dark a lot. Plus, it was enough to make me scream with my heart pounding. I believe I've seen orbs before while in the same situation. I don't have windows to the street, so it would not have been a car passing. Um, Sarah, I hope you're okay. Um, and if you guys want to join that conversation, you could certainly comment on that post in the Facebook group ghosted by Roz Dressvelez and, uh, let us know how you're doing, Sarah. I hope that, uh, there isn't a spooky ghost trying to, uh, trying to get you. So, um, thanks for sharing that. Um, I also saw one from Heather in the Facebook group. She says, um, So before I tell my recent experience, I need to start out by saying, often when my husband or I say, I love you, one of our most frequent responses to the other is forever. Oh, that is just so cute. So I was showering a couple of days ago. And while I was in the shower, I heard my husband walking around in the bedroom. So I called out, I love you. Without hesitation, I heard forever. loud and clear as day, but I was immediately aware that it was not my husband's voice. Shortly after I got out of the shower, I was sitting on the bed drying off, and my husband enters the room. In an attempt to rationalize the situation, I asked him if he had come in the room while I was showering. He responded that he hadn't. I further stated, I thought I heard him in the room, so I called out, I love you, and he verified again that he had not come in the room at all. Oh my God. Well, I was looking at some of these comments, which kind of had me laughing. Um, Deborah wrote, at least the ghost loves you. And uh, Beth wrote, well, you've got a ghost husband now too. So basically I think um, everyone is in love with Heather um, and I am too. So thanks for sending me that Heather. Um, There's also been a couple of ghosty headlines going around. And I think, I think my favorite headline that I have read in this entire debacle is this one. I mean, it was on all different news outlets, but this particular article is from CNN. They said ghosts, and ghosts are in quotation, ghosts try to spook people off the streets during coronavirus in Indonesia. Now, you might have heard about this. It's incredible. They have video of it, too. So, um, basically, there are people in, um, in Indonesia right now that are dressing as Pokon or Pochong, um, which is a ghost known in local folklore for haunting graveyards, which wears the remnants of a burial shroud tied in a knot at the head and the feet. And then um, I think they kind of like wear white makeup and and uh, <laughs> look kind of spooky, but it's amazing. Okay, so volunteers in Koopa Village, um, they, uh, <laughs> they're holding surprise patrols every few days in uh, early April. Um, although, so basically what they're doing is they're dressing up and trying to get people to stay inside and trying to keep them from being out in public. And uh, the plan backfired because it became a social media sensation. And there was an increase in people, people venturing out of their homes to see the ghosts. Uh, so it's kind of a genius idea to, uh, in a way to have people dress like ghosts and just spook people. 
<laughs> I'm obsessed with it. Um, so uh, <laughs> you can check it out for yourself. Just type in, you know, ghosts in Indonesia during uh, quarantine. I think that honestly, I think we need to do that here. California right now, people are all over these beaches and out and about. And I think I'm going to literally put on one of my signature ghost outfits and just go out there and see what I can do for the community. Um, You know, it's another headline that people have sent me and I've seen going around. There's a TikTok user by the name of Rubik's Cube but R-E-U-B-I-X, because I believe this person's name is Ruben, so it's kind of a fun little pun, which I can appreciate. Um, So Ruben has captured a ghost twice now on TikTok. Now, okay, so the first video is... He's dancing to that song that I actually really love by Doja Cat, Say So. And he posted this a couple weeks ago. And it's basically just him dancing. And then you see like this little, it kind of looks like a cat. It's like a little white head that just like pops into the background on the stairs. Just kind of like, this song is fire. And then it just kind of like disappears. and. I I don't know how I feel. So I don't have TikTok, but I went on TikTok, which you can like kind of access over like um, just like your browser. And I was like looking at his videos and he doesn't have other videos of him dancing. So I was kind of like, this is a random, I mean, I don't want to be like throwing dry clean shade or anything, but I'm like, this video seems like, um, like I could imagine why people would be like, okay, this is fake because why are you just dancing when your other videos aren't you just dancing? But um, listen, Ruben's got some moves. So I don't blame Ruben for being like, you know what? I'm going to get into the TikTok dance game. So, you know, people have been commenting, this is fake. This is real. This is fake. But then he goes on to post this video um, from a couple years ago that he had, he already had put, he, he brings up the fact that he posted this video a couple years ago where you see this, this presence. It really looks like a person with like a big sheet over them in this room. And then he like pans over and then pans back and the, per- and the person's all of a sudden disappeared. And it, it's really spooky. So, I don't know. And then and then he's been posting videos of him talking about this ghost in the house. And um he goes on to say that there was a there's a symbol that has appeared uh in 2011 there was a symbol that appeared on the ground in his basement that he believes is a Celtic symbol of some sort. He lives in Canada. Um, it's not a devil symbol. It's not a demon symbol. What I've been told, it's a Celtic symbol is what he says. Um, and it appeared in the basement around 2010 or 2011. Um, it just appeared. I don't know. Honestly, this kind of sounds like I need to reach out to Ruben and get an interview going on here. I don't know. So. I think I'm going to reach out to Ruben and get down to the to the bottom of this. But check it out. Um, the article I was looking at was on the Daily Star, which I got to love the Daily Star because they're always reporting these ghosty stories. Um, so you can check it out for yourself or just find the TikTok Rubik's, R-E-U-B-I-X um, underscore cube to see for yourself. Also, somebody posted the first, the most recent video in the Facebook group. Okay, I also would like to read some reviews that people sent me, which was so nice. I was looking at some really sweet reviews and also some really scary ghost stories in the reviews on Apple Podcasts. Um, So again, if you have a ghost story and you want to leave it there, I'll read it if you give me five stars. 
So this one comes from Javier and Javier 24 dab. And it was posted in January. Sorry, I have not gotten to this one yet because it is real spooky. So Javier writes, I've been hooked on your podcast from the beginning. You. I have always had paranormal experiences from a young age. My first ghost experience that I can remember was when I was 11 years old and my family and I moved into a new home. It was 1999 and the house was super retro, looking like it was from the 1960s. My parents renovated the entire house. I shared a room with my sister and from the moment we moved in, I would just get weird vibes. At first, it was small events that would occur. I would be at home with my siblings, and I was in my room, and all of a sudden, I would hear knocks on the window, and I would look outside, and there was no one there. This would happen not only at night, but also during the day. I would always feel like I was being watched. I once asked my mom if someone passed away in the house. I I just had a feeling. She told me, maybe, but never wanted to confirm with me. Throughout the years, more things would occur. I would feel my covers in the middle of the night being pulled off, Uh, or shoes I had from under my bed would get thrown out close to me. Wow, oh my God. Oh God, a ghost under the bed. That is so scary. Um, And uh, these times, I thought it was my brother hiding under my bed playing a prank on me, but I had mirror closets and I took a look and no one was there. And I ran into my brother's room and there he was playing video games. Not sure if there is scientific reason for this, but I was taking a shower and I shouted for my mom to bring a towel in. The moment she opened the door to bring the towel to the bathroom, uh, the bathroom had this glass these glass sliding doors that slowly started to crack and both sliding doors just pretty much uh looked like a glass explosion not sure if this can be explained weird uh my mom opening the bathroom door would cause the sliding doors to break uh because it wasn't close at all to the wall oh so you're not sure if that would happen okay interesting My aunt and uncle came to visit, and my mom offered for them to sleep in my room. The next morning, my uncle told my mom that he woke up to the vision of an old lady walking around my room. I've never personally seen the old lady, but it creeped me out. All the faucets in the house turned on at the same time, and still to this day, my parents still live in the house, and when I come to visit, I automatically hear all the faucets in the house turn on out of nowhere. Um, I've asked my mom, um, what was that? And my mom, being sarcastic, responds to me, well, you just got here, so maybe that's why this is all happening. I moved out at 18, and when I moved back for a short while when I was 21, I still felt the same weird vibes. I heard weird footsteps at night, and faucets would turn on, and my mirror closet doors would slide open and close. One night, I went out and came home super late around 2 a.m. And when I walked in the house, I saw so many ghost figures in the living room just staring at me. They were small children. (laughs) I literally got so creeped out, I looked down and ran to my room and closed the door. Now it's been over 20 years since my parents bought this house. Whenever I come to visit, I still get weird vibes and the feeling of being watched. I would ask my mom, but she is still in denial of ghosts after all these years. Sorry this is super long. I have more stories on ghosts, uh, but I really can't write it all here, so I'll stop for now. Thank you for having this awesome podcast. It just proves to me that I am not crazy and ghosts are real. Oh, thanks, Javier. Oh, my God. Just like a sea of ghost children staring at you at 2 a.m. <sighs> that really messed me up. Um, okay, here's another one. This is from um, Andrea123. She gives us five stars. And she says, I've been listening to this podcast for a while, and I wanted to share one of my own personal ghosty stories. When I was a child, my family lived in an old farmhouse in rural Georgia. The house was surrounded mostly by fields. While living in this house, I procured a imagine, an imaginary friend that I called Mary Jane. 
<laughs> Mary Jane, bro. Um, she did not write that part. And I added that. Um, I'd play and talk with Mary Jane and bring her everywhere with me. I still have an image of what I thought she looked like in my head. Young girl, maybe seven, with dark hair, pale skin, and a tattered light blue dress. One day, my parents go walking around in some of the land near the house. While walking in one of the fields, my parents come across a large tree. In front of the tree, they find what looks like an old gravestone that reads, Mary Jane Clayton. Needless to say, this freaked out my parents quite a bit, along with the child's laughter that my father would occasionally hear while I was dead asleep. We eventually moved from this house, though I don't believe this occurrence is what led us to move. When we left, Mary Jane did not come with me. But to this day, I still occasionally have dreams with a little girl that has dark hair, pale skin, and a light blue dress. Thanks for doing what you do and creating a space for us to share. Oh, my gosh. Andrea, one, two, three, explanation point. Um, That is scary. And I keep hearing a lot of children ghost stories. I mean, that's the second one I've read today. But um, another reminds me of another thing that is kind of a little headline going on around right now. There is a man that owns a ghost town. And he basically, so there's a caretaker that takes care of the ghost town. This man just kind of owns it. And the caretaker has had to leave the premises to go do some family matters. And the man that owns it, whose name is Brent Underwood, he has been staying there. Actually, this this was posted a couple of weeks ago. This was posted on April 13th on the New York Post, another another uh, media outlet that loves to post a good ghost story. Um, So he's been staying there um, as of April 13th. He was stuck in the ghost town under five feet of snow. He says, in the absolute worst case scenario, there's snowshoes here and the road is seven miles long down a steep hill, he says. So um, he has been surviving off of melting snow for water and um, he's out of bread and vegetables, so he has enough rice and canned tuna to get him through until the snow thaws. Okay, this sounds terrible, but to make it worse, it's haunted. Okay, so he was aware that the 22-building town's violent reputation, uh, he was aware of it when he bought it, adding that it had one murder per week at one point. Uh, The TV show Ghost Adventures once investigated the town and found out that it was haunted by the ghosts of two children, again, children, um, who were trapped, who died after being trapped in a closet. He says, I stay in the room with the child ghosts, but I have yet to see them. But that doesn't mean the spooky things aren't happening uh, in Cerro Gordo. Um, Oh my God, that's such a funny name, Cerro Gordo, um, which is the town the ghost town um he says things are moving around i'm seeing curtains move i'm hearing things in the night he says there's no draft but things drop inside of houses in addition to a general ambiance of otherworldliness a light in the bunkhouse keeps turning on and his wallet recently disappeared for two days only to reappear in the town hotel that was a bit freaky he admits but he believes the spirits are peaceful. For the most part, I leave the ghosts alone and they leave me alone, Underwood says. I try to respect their space. Oh my God. Okay, well, I hope he is okay. Uh, I mean, the good news is he at least can contact uh, people on his phone, so that's something. Um, Oh, you know, something else I want to do before we get into this episode is just real quick, I wanted to shout out some really nice uh, reviews on Apple Podcasts. uh, (laughs) This one comes from RK422. They write, Roz is an absolute gem. This made my day. It was so nice. Uh, This podcast has just enough ghost stuff to be interesting, but not so scary that you'll be terrified. And the stories are interesting and go in depth. 
without getting too into the weeds about science and debunking, etc. Roz is a fantastic host with many good guests on, and uh, the listener episodes are very fun. You can also hear Roz's personality just shine through her voice. She is so funny and kind, never mean-spirited or mocking her guests. I look forward to every episode. P.S. For the most part, this is ghost stories for older kids. Uh, your older kids can listen to. This is, uh, uh, there is very little cursing or vulgar material in Roz's show. She has a class act and that has made a ghost show that everyone can enjoy. Um, thank you. I guess I, I guess it's not that vulgar now that I think about it. <laughs> I don't really put much thought into it. I mean, we have like, you know, maybe one episode about somebody having sex with a ghost, but for the most part, yeah, we're not too vulgar here. Um, I guess it just works out that way. So thank you for that review. That is so sweet. And um, another review that I just absolutely love. I mean, there's so many nice reviews. I wish I could read them all. Um, but uh, I'll just read a really quick one. One more that <laughs> really <laughs> made me laugh. Um, this is from Lactose, D-E-P-T, Lactose Department. Um, they wrote, the, the headline for the review says, came for the ooglies, dot, dot, dot. And then the review says, stayed for the booglies. And I love that. And uh, I think it's about time I talk about some oogly booglies with my guest today, Jonathan Bennett. So, on with the show. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Jonathan, thank you for joining me. Ugh. The pleasure is mine. <laughs> Wait, so you're in Las Vegas right now? I'm in Las Vegas, um, Nevada. And, yeah, I've uh, heard of it. Yeah, you've you, you been there? Because mm -hmm. the, uh, there's a sign up when you drive in and says, we miss, we miss Ross. Come, come well, back soon and see us. When I'm there, they call it Ross Vegas. Oh, they do. They, have, they have, have you been to the Haunted Museum there? No, I have not been to the Haunted Museum. There is, um, do you know about it? There's Zach Baggins' Museum of Haunted Objects. and. But, like, here's the deal. Are they really haunted? Because I'm all about the haunting of, but I love things that are haunted. But, like, sometimes when you're in Vegas, I don't know if I trust it because I'm like, is it really that? Is it really haunted? It makes me nervous. Yeah, um, there is that tourist uh, element of it. What's that thing in Hollywood that you go to? on like Hollywood and Highland that used to be there. It might still be there. Oh, the, um, the Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yes, you go in there and like, here's the world's longest fingernail. And you're like, is it, is it really? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but I'm here for it. Like the best thing, whenever my friends would go through breakups in our early twenties and we were immature, they'd go through a breakup and I'd be like, I know what you need. Ripley's Believe It or Not. Ripley's Believe It or Not. Well, you know what's really fun? I went for the first time a couple months back um, across the street from there is the Wax Museum, which is not the Madame Tussauds Wax Museum. There's another Wax Museum. Okay. And 
it's like if you want to see you know a statue that kind of looks like julia roberts this is your place and it is also um ironically said to be haunted um and i asked the people that worked there i was like is this place haunted and they were both like how wait how'd you know that and i was like i don't know i like read it on the internet and they're like yeah it's haunted you're like i don't know google um yeah heard of it you know, th- there is a great wax museum. It's actually where I go to get all my Botox and filler. Um, some of the people in there, I mean, they're decades <laughs> old. You cannot, they've just filled them with wax. So it's, it's good. It's on Beverly Hills. I'll send you the link. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so you said you love haunted stuff. Love so, it. Really? Are you, you're not scared of that? No, I'm all about it. Like, I'm here for it. Like, I have never been a scared... Did I just become, like, an Italian pizza owner? I've never been a scared. I've never <laughs> been a scared of a ghost in my life. Um, I'm, like, I can't... I, like, want to see one full out. I've never saw one, but I want to see... I want to see what they actually look like. Um, but I've had a lot of experiences with them. Like, it's, it's pretty crazy. So what was your first experience? My... Oh, okay, so picture it. Perrysburg, Ohio, 1982. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so the, the, the most recent, like, cool experience that happened, I would say, is I used to live in this house in West Hollywood. And when we moved in, I was like, there's something weird about this house. There was a weird energy. And it was like one of those smart homes, you know, where everything's connected through, like, I forget what the thing's called, but it's like the whole, like, the light switches, the plugs the you know toaster it's all like you can do everything from your phone you can like take a poop and like also like warm your coffee up at the same time like from your app like it's all like connected right and so when you there's a it's called the crestron that's it so there was this like one room that was just filled with all the hub of that so all the electrical and energy coming in from all the houses there and that room I'm telling you when you walk in there you feel weird there's a weird energy coming from that room all the time but because of that, some of the crazy things that would happen is like the doorbell would ring and we don't have a doorbell. Like we had the bell, but there was no button Mm. sitting there and you're like watching TV late at night. And it would always happen when something bad would happen. It would, there would be like a doorbell, like the doorbell would ring, like something either bad on TV or there was like a fight going on or like a, a negative energy happening in the house. If someone was arguing or whatever, the doorbell would ring and it was almost like a break it up, break it up. It was, it was very weird. Hmm. Um, that was a really crazy experience. And then um, the, the thing that really struck out about that house is my boyfriend and I, when we were in my, we'd be in my room and he'd come to say the night, James, and we would go to bed, and when we go to when we go to bed, he's like, "I feel a weird energy around me." And I'm like, "It's nothing. It's nothing." He's like, "No, I feel a re- weird energy around me." <sighs> Are you ready for this? Yes. And multiple times. So he gets up in the middle of the night and has to go to the bathroom. And when he wakes up, he looks over, and he goes, "I see a black figure standing there. It's almost like a shadow, but like 3D." And it's standing there and it's like over seven feet tall and it's long, <laughs> lanky, and it looks like almost like an alien, like a giant, like black spirit. Like it's like a huge, long, like you can't see a face, but it's just like an image. And he wakes up to pee and he sees that and he doesn't know what to do. He's literally paralyzed. He's like, I'm literally paralyzed in the room. I'm paralyzed. I cannot move. And I'm just waiting for it to move or do something and it doesn't. And he's like, well, what the hell, how am I going to do? So he just gets up and he's like, I'm not going to let this intimidate me. So he like gets out of bed and like goes towards it into like to go to the bathroom. You have to like kind of go towards the ghost and then go around the bed to the bathroom. And like, so he was able to break out of the paralysis. Yeah. The paralysis stopped and he like said, screw it. And he got up and he like lunged at it. And it didn't move. And then he went into the bathroom to go to the bathroom. And when he came back, it was gone. He's like, he's like, cause at first he's like, this must, I must be crazy. This can't be real. 
Then two nights later, happened again. Wakes up in the middle of the night. This time it's over in the corner, like by the curtains. And so he gets up, looks right at it, like, but it's like dark in the room. So he's like, you know, it's very dark. Goes to the bathroom and to go to the bathroom, you have to cross in front of the foot of the bed. Goes to the bathroom, comes out. When he gets out of the bathroom, it's standing right by the foot of the bed. (gasps) He's like, starts walking towards it. And he's like, nope. Lunge it, like does like a lunge towards it to see if it'll move. Doesn't move. And he's like, nope, screw you. And he starts walking across the room back to go to bed. And when he gets to the foot of the bed, it he said it felt like someone had picked him up and body slammed him on the bed. Like all of a sudden, he's like, almost says like someone grabbed you by the feet and just made you and like pulled your feet out from underneath you so you're horizontal. And then he just fell on the bed. He was tripped. I'm sleeping. And all of a sudden, James comes crashing in the bed at like four in the morning, like jumps on the bed. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Like I wake up and I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, and like explains the whole story. So literally he goes, I can't explain it other than I was, I was tripped. And some, he's like, I didn't trip on anything. I've walked this path a million times. All of a sudden my feet were out from under me and I was body slammed on the bed. And it, and he goes, I don't, I never heard him say it, but I could feel the feeling of someone saying F you. Oh my God. Well, first of all, he sounds real brave. The fact oh that God. he's just like lunging at it. Oh, I would have peed my pants. So you, did you ever experience this, like, you know, alien demon body slammer? No, I never experienced the alien demon body slammer all by myself, just through him. But this happened for like a solid three weeks. And then all of a sudden it just stopped. He would always be there when he woke up. And then it just stopped one day. We had a girl come over and do a whole seance, like a whole thing. She's like, I think her name was like, I don't know. It was like Indigo or something like that. And she comes over and she like does a whole seance and like energy work and like lights all the sage and does all the stuff. And after that, it seemed to have stopped. But um, what really the presence, we had a, we had a medium, a psychic medium come to our house because of the doorbell thing. And because like electronics would turn on and off on their own, like very strange. We had a medium come and she said that it was, a woman that was an actress who was murdered a few streets over. It seems like it was her ghost living there because I like take people in and like make them like, I'm kind of like a, Oh, so-and-so is coming here for pilot season. They have nowhere to stay. Okay. You can stay on our couch or, Oh, okay. There's an extra room. Go, you know, we always like take in the strays, you know, it's like our house. And so that woman was an actress and she felt safe at our house because she was murdered but she was trying to be an actress and there was like something about like feeling safe there and that's why she's there and she was actually protecting the house it wasn't like she wasn't like trying to be mean that's why like when the doorbell would ring when fights would happen she was trying to like she was like a nice ghost she was trying to like deflect or like yeah break it up yeah yeah because this is okay so i saw you on the tv show the haunting of um with the iconic psychic medium kim russo and so she's the one that got to the bottom of this but that doesn't explain like the creepy body slam situation that was a totally i think that was a different that was a different ghost though i think it was a different ghost i think but my my i think i don't know i think that house just had so many energies going on in it and like there was an ex-boyfriend who had passed away of mine that the psych medium said was there as well. His energy was there. He's protecting the house as well. Like it was a very spiritual ghost situation happening. Well, yeah. And they also, you know, have done tons of studies about, um, and there's a lot, all this data of the connection between electromagnetic frequencies and ghosts and how they, you know, I think that when you talk about that hub room, I think that ghosts that can fuel the ghost. You know, they they need that to 
survive. So there's, there's all this stuff going on, like your openness to it, um, the environment, and then I think all the, the electricity in the air as well is probably, who knows uh, how many different ghosts might have been there. Exactly. And I think it's because I'm so open to it. And a lot of people say that too, like a lot of the mediums and stuff when they talk to me. When she went to do my reading, she said, whoa, there's like 50 people here trying to talk. So oh my God. Yeah. She's like, whoa, normally you get like one, if you're lucky, maybe two or three. She's like, it's literally like you're at like the DMV. It's just dozens of people lined up trying to talk to me. Yeah. Well, so when I was watching the show, which came out a couple years ago, but I found it on the internet. Um, oh, the internet. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> there was, um, they kind of showed some like research that they had done of this actress that was murdered. And I was like, I don't, cause they like blurred things out. I, for some reason, I guess they didn't really want to use the, um, the names or something. I don't know, but I, I tried to Google it and I found something that I think, I, I mean, I just want to make it clear. It's, it's what I speculate. It might, the same crime that they're talking about was this terrible man that took, I think three women he that were trying to be actresses and models and he told them like he was gonna you know take photos for them and then he like tied them up and took pictures of them and killed them it was terrible that's the one that's who was there they he took he took pictures of them he tied them up to take photos like saying oh and he would take photos of them tied up and then once they were tied up for the photos and after he take the pictures, he'd kill them and he'd put them in their trunk, put them in his trunk and drove them out to the desert and buried them. Yeah. Yeah. That is the one. dark. Yeah. It's not a real, I mean, not a comedy. No. <laughs> well, so after, so the way that that episode ended though was Kim Russo is telling Judy was the name of the spirit yes! that she was picking on, which in the research of the three victims, one of them's name was Judy. Come on. So, okay. So she tells Judy, go to the light. And did she? I mean, I, I, I'm wondering what happened after this episode. So after Kim was there, did the thing stop? You know, after Kim came and then once Judy left, that's when my boyfriend felt the other one, which is funny because I feel like Judy was protecting the house and my boyfriend the the like whatever it was that attacked him was like was able to do that because judy was gone so it actually was a not great thing i mean it was probably great for judy to like cross over and go to the right. light but she was the protector <gasps> and that's what they kept saying she's protecting the house oh no so then you eventually moved out of there, right? Yeah, because they're, um, oh, we moved out because, oh, it was haunted. So we're like, <laughs> yeah, let's not live in a haunted house. How about that? I'd like to go to them for amusement, not for bed. Um, so we moved out of there. So we no longer live there. And I hope the people that live there now are uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I hope so too. Them are tied up. I mean, God, you never know. Well, when you think of all the places to quarantine, I don't want to quarantine with that spirit you're talking about. No way. Nope. So have you had experiences since then? Um, I'm trying to think. I haven't had any real ghost experiences since then. No. That was like the one that happened that was when I realized, yep, there definitely 100% are ghosts. That's true but not something that you're trying to deal with. Well, I mean, I don't go out and hunt them, no. Well, do you want to listen to some ghost voices? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so it is time for EVPs or EVPs. Have you ever heard of the term EVP? That's genius. Um, because you will take a good pun. You will take a good pun and use it just like I will. Like I did the Mean Girls cookbook called The Burn Cookbook. Of course. Available now on Amazon for $16 because of quarantine prices. So jump onto Amazon, buy your Burn Cookbook. 
But like you do Evie Please, just the way we do a true and false in the book, a game. And instead of true or false, it's called duh or shut up. <laughs> Wait, that actually reminds me. Um, I was in, I don't know if you even knew about this, but there was a drag tour of Mean Girls called Mean Gays that happened last year. And I was in it. What? And we toured around the country. How was it? Who played me? Um, well, we had a couple of different people in different cities. Okay. Um, so oh, wait. yeah, Willem. Was yeah, Willem was Willem was Regina, and I yeah. was Janice. Yeah, Willem. I was supposed to do it in San Francisco, and I booked a gig. <gasps> no way! I, I didn't realize that. Me. I was going to play me. Um, oh my god, that's so funny! All right, Evie, please let's go. Okay. Uh, this first one is from someone on YouTube named Mark Kelly, and he recorded this at the Ohio State Reformatory in Mansfield, Ohio. It's weird. I'm from Ohio, and Ohio State's my favorite team, and this is amazing. Go on. Oh, yeah. No, trust me. I did my Wikipedia ing. Oh, um, I found out where you're from. Um, okay. Here is the ghost. Tell me what is this ghost saying and go okay it's a real quiet whisper we're gonna try it again it's quick <laughs> did you even hear uh, yeah. words oh okay it was um i think he said one more time okay uh no idea I mean, okay. Tor- Here's sounds like tortilla. Tor- oh, I actually hear that tortilla. tortilla. Okay. Here's some options. Is it a? Are we there yet? Maybe it's. Um, maybe they're a fan of the 2005 family comedy. Are we there yet? Starring Ice Cube. Is it B? Asshole. D. Action. Or no, that's C. Or D. Just whispers. Nothing. C. Action. Okay, I'm gonna play it again. Yeah, it's action, but it does sound, kind of sound like tortilla. I mean, um, it's both very similar. Yeah. Um, okay, here's another one. This one Ready? is from Kip's Ghost 2 on YouTube, and it's at the Ohio Theater, which is actually not in Ohio. It's in Madison, Indiana. And um, the theater... Uh, and the Kipps investigators believe that it might be haunted by the old projectionist. What is the old projectionist saying right here? Any guesses? One more time. <laughs> I want a dick. <laughs> well, like. um, well, here's some options. A, my wife is mad. Well, you know, I, honestly, that we might know why his wife is mad. Um, ah! B, I like it there. C, I'd love a drink. Or D, I levitate. Let me try again. I levitate. That's what I think it is, but they think it's I like it there. The to me, day? it sounds like I levitate. Oh, yeah, very good. Well, that's about it, Jonathan. Thank you so much for joining me. No, the pleasure was mine. This was so much fun. Um, I hope you get to see ghosts soon. Um, what? Uh, tell people where they can find you, what you got going on. Uh, usually I'm on the corner of Robertson and Pico. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. You can find me on Instagram at Jonathan. D Bennett, the D is for David, which is my middle name, um, or on Twitter, Jonathan Bennett. Amazing. And by the cookbook. No, by the cookbook. It's called The Burn Cookbook. Get it? Because it's not The Burn Book, it's The Burn Cookbook. You're welcome. <laughs> so clever. <laughs> okay. That was Jonathan Bennett. I'm so happy that he was able to make some time for us and uh, bring his bright personality to the show. And um, I I talked about it a little bit during the episode that 
the the murder and the murder victim that Kim Russo, you know, believed haunts haunted that house that he lived in. Um, now, again, I want to be like sensitive to it because when I watched the haunting of which I was able to find just from uh, googling, it was on the internet, um, so you could watch it yourself. The way that they showed it, they kind of it seemed that they really wanted to protect you know the the victims and stuff because i think it was all just sort of you know this is what they speculate it was this specific murder based on a psychic's reading but if it is you know i think the one that they were referring to that i looked up it was um i found an article on a website called allthingsinteresting.com and the title is the chilling crimes of harvey glottman the glamour girl slayer and it is it's rough i mean i'm not i'm not super into murder stuff like that um and you know i like to i always like to consider the victims and the families of the victims i mean that was a very long time ago but still uh we don't necessarily know for a fact that the ghost of those victims or one of the ghosts of one of those victims um is haunting that house but uh I don't know if you're if you're into the murder kind of stuff that that was what I found when I researched um that that's the one that I was referring to that he said he believes was also the same one um so I don't know I don't know it's just uh, I'm not saying that that's for sure but uh that's what I used my context clues to find out anyway thank you guys um so much for listening to the show Still doing these episodes from home, and um, I'm I'm loving doing them. Honestly, it's still it's still a blast getting to do them, and uh, hopefully, one day soon we'll be back in the studio. But until then, um, I have got lots of great interviews coming at you, and thank you guys for listening. Make sure you're subscribed. Again, five stars on Apple Podcasts really helps out. Please join the Facebook group, Ghosted by Roz Dresvelez. And I want to do a listener episode, so send me an email with your listener story at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com with the subject line, listener episode. And um, yeah, you can find me on Venmo, Queen Roz. You can find me on Instagram, Roz Dresvelez. And um, you know what? I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! Star Avenue, a podcast network.